Hey everyone, it's Charlie Morgan here and welcome to another video. So for those of you who do not know who I am, I run a company called Imperium Agency and we help marketing agencies scale to seven figures and we're quite good at it. Now, I want to first of all uh, explore today's topic by explaining the purpose of it. Um, we're going to talk today about objection significance, uh, specifically to cold outreach or cold emails, uh, or maybe just on your sales calls in general, because we're very irrational as humans and it's difficult to notice when events or variables have significance. And by significance, I mean, it's when something actually means something. So let me explain. So let's say that every month you send, uh, I don't know, let's say you send a thousand cold emails per month. And let's say that like, there's reasons as to why people don't book appointments with you. And sometimes they, they, people will actually tell you why they're not booking the appointment with you. And it could be an objection like, oh, I don't want to buy it this time of the year, or I don't have the money to buy this, or I don't talk to marketing agencies. It could, could be anything. Um, and what you'll notice over the period of a month of consistent outreach, regardless of the platform, um, certain objections will arise and you might start notice, you might start noticing patterns or themes or, you know, a, a collection of, like or, or flurries that we, we call them flurries of objections where you know one week you might have loads of the same thing and then you might not hear about it again for like three weeks or something like that and this happens a lot so th this happened to um one of our clients uh, in the agency space and we helped her add i think like 15 to 25 grand in new monthly revenue um over the course of a few months and one of the problems that she was having when she was doing outreach using our methods is like she was booking calls, but every now and then she'd get an objection. Um, and what she would do is she'd cluster these objections together and give them more meaning and weight than they actually deserved. And so what she what she found for about a week, and she had, she went she came on one of our coaching calls and she was like, guys, I don't know what's going on, but this week I've had like six people tell me that um, it's the wrong time of the year for them to buy. Um, I think that my market is, um, I think I should stop doing outreach because my market isn't in the position to buy at the moment. And I said, okay, well, well, why do you think that? She said, well, I've just heard from like five or six people in two days that that's the case and that they're not in a position to buy. And it's really important to understand the, well, to use the mental model of understanding anomalies, right? And so I said to her, I was like, well, look, you know, how long have you been doing outreach for? She's like, well, I'm doing it for three months. How many meetings did you book like prior to this happening this week, this, this month? I think it was like two weeks in. She was like, I, I don't know, I think I've got like 40 appointments this month so far. I was like, how many appointments did you book last month? And she was like, I think I booked like 60. And I was like, okay, so you've got a system that's booking you like, you know, 60 to 80 meetings a month. She was like, yeah. And I was like, and since it's only this week that you've been, that you run into this little bottleneck where you've, you've had less appointments and a few objections of the same nature. She was like, yeah. And I said, okay, well, do we really want to base the decision to stop doing outreach on the last three to five days of data when we've got like 30 to 60 days of data to prove that it's not actually the case at all? And then she sort of sat with that for like a couple of seconds and thought, well, actually, you're right. That's irrational. And I said, exactly. So continue with your outreach and keep going and keep keep doing your emails. Um, and if the problem persists over a long enough time frame with a large enough data set, then we can actually evaluate there's some significance to the objections. But the problem with it is that when you're doing outreach or cold messaging or whatever it is you're using, um, you're probably quite emotionally tied to it until you've done it for a long time. And so what that means is that when when objections arise or when something doesn't go in your favor, you give it more value and more weight than it actually deserves from a rational perspective. And so you end up changing shit around and making changes. And I had this when I first started my first agency um, and I got on a sale and this happens with sales calls as well. I hopped on a sales call with someone and um, I can't remember what, what he said, but he, he said, what was the objection? Um, 
he, it was something like he was like, oh, he was he was in the US and um, there's a gym and he said, oh, I, I don't think I'd ever buy from someone who's not in the in the US. Um, and I, I, I took that home with me and I thought, oh God. And then, then I just basically projected one person's view and perspective onto an entire market. And funnily enough, I never heard that objection again, ever. But for my next 10 sales calls, I was petrified that people weren't going to buy from me because someone had told me that he wouldn't buy from the U, from, from outside the US. And so I just projected it onto the entire market. And so you have to understand the difference between like the many and the few. And you have to understand the principle of anomaly and the principle of significance. And so if you do find that there's a, a short period of time where you get a high volume of objections seemingly randomly, but in, in the cluster, then they probably don't have significance. Only when an objection or an excuse to not book a call persists over a long enough period of time with enough data do we actually then deem it a problem. And then we start addressing that problem. But if you start making changes to your systems based on what one person has said one time completely random when the previous system before that has run absolutely fine, then you're really going to struggle to make any progress because, well, rationality is the key to success when it comes to cold outreach. And understanding how numbers work and how averages show themselves over a large enough data set is really one of the most integral things you can realize because otherwise you're just going to be changing shit all the time and not making any progress. So that's the... Um, the principle of objection significance. And I wanted to record a quick video just to highlight it because, you know, when, when my client told me this and I realized it's happened quite a few times before as well. Uh, we've got another guy who works with, with real estate agents. Um, and I think he's added like, God knows, he makes so much, he's, he's doing really well. I think he probably added like 10 grand in, in new revenue this week alone um, from, from the outreach methods. And like, you know, he, he came to me every, every, every couple of months or so, he'll be like, oh, Charlie, I think there's this, this big problem with, with realtors where like they don't want to buy now because of this. And then I'm like, okay, well, how do you know that? He's like, well, like three people over the past week have told me that. And I'm like, right, okay. Well, how many people have booked a call? He's like, well, 15. I was like, okay. And I just shut up and then he's like, ah, actually, that does make sense now I've articulated it. And if you're wondering why this happens, it's because as humans, we are hardwired towards negative sentiment um, and we give more emotional weight and we have a, a stronger context of memory towards events that go against us because we remember them better so we can avoid them in the future and because they're painful. And pain is a far better um, driver of memory and significance and meaning than pleasure, right? Because if you think back through your life, you can probably, you know, if I said, oh, can you recall two really painful events in the last five years, you probably could do it like that. But if I said, can you recall two times where you were really happy in the last five years, unless you've been married or had a child or something, it's quite difficult to do that and without, you know, just to do it immediately. Whereas pain tends to be much more available to our memory because we want to avoid it in the future. So of course it would be. And so this is why this happens psychologically. Um, but yeah, I thought I would just record this as a warning. So if you're doing cold outreach um, and let's say like the first out like the first sales call you do could go to absolute shit the person could be horrible they could swear at you um or they could buy but it doesn't mean that everybody else is going to behave in the same way they have and so at a macro level the market generally is quite similar but at the micro level it's really difficult because we have to realize that there's a stark difference between the many and the few okay so by many i mean the hundred thousand people in your industry they all share similar proclivities and a similar industry and that's what makes a niche and they share similar problems but Certain people, a small percentage of that market, will not have the proclivities required for them to be a fit for you. And if you project the few onto the many, then the proclivities that you're looking for and the problems you're trying to solve, you will con you will just try to convince yourself they don't exist. And that's not a good thing. So that's everything from me. Now, 
couple of things for you. If you enjoyed today's video, press the like button because it helps me help you. Uh, if you did enjoy it and you want more content like this, then just press the red subscribe button. Um, do not turn your notifications on. I don't want to distract you, so don't do that. Um, also, if you have anything to add, it'd be interesting if you comment below. Uh, and if you want any other future video ideas that could help you grow your agency, then do that. Um, I also didn't give you the context of the fact that I do run my own agency with my business partner. Uh, it's called Northflow Consulting. We've basically scaled it out and have a team run it now. Uh, and I get to work on cool, exciting projects such as this. Um, so yeah, in the link, well, in the resources section, uh, like the description, I'm so used to calling it resources, in the description, you will find two links. Uh, one will take you through to a sales funnel for full transparency. Uh, and if you want to book a call with me or a member of my team, then you can do so to explore how our program could help you sign more clients. And there will also be a Facebook group that's free um, in the link as well. Once again, for transparency, the purpose of both of those links is to sell you something. Right, I'm not going to hide behind some bullshit case study funnel or some bullshit free value Facebook group. I'd rather be transparent in my approach. And if you've got a problem with client acquisition and we've got a solution, then why would I pretend to hide behind a webinar? Right? It's just bullshit. Um, so yeah, click on either of those links if you want to, ideally both. And I'll look forward to talking to you soon. But if not, enjoy the content and I'll see you in the next one. Cheers.